Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Meat Pour. This week, Nick and I are going to dive into Smoke Wagon a little bit. So sit back, grab your drinks, and we hope you enjoy the show. What's up, man? Uh, Shalanda's here. Nick is here. Um, open wide. It's the Neat Poor Podcast. Open wide. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you been drinking? Well, you know, we um, we had a couple drinks, and then we um, you know, we shot a few photos too for the uh, for the for both the podcast and for the weekly post that we do. So Nick can't hold his liquor. That's a fact. And then um, you know, we were going through a lot of poses in the front. In the uh, here, we're first of all, we're in the Afro Beer Chick Studios. And, in the uh, red, we have the red lights going on. <laughs> Me, the red. Light, smash. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Everybody calm down. Yo, the um, the whiskey this week is, um, it's an extension of last week, I think. We're talking uh, Smoke Wagon. Smoke Wagon, small batch. Yeah. Cold word for we really didn't go to the store. Right? We didn't go to the store because I think, you know, we got a lot of heat in the, uh, in the red bar. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I like talking about things that are readily available that are good. Do you really? Well, because it takes away from the fuckboy aspect of the show when we talk about things that are readily available and good, right? Because if we just talk about shit that's hard to find, then we're taters. Then we're fucking assholes, and all we care about is, you know, hard to acquire stuff. And that's we don't... Nick, because Nick paid for the bottles. I know. Before I was interrupted, <laughs> I, was, I was saying that. Um... I was saying that. <laughs> You know, we're talking about Smoke Wagon, A, because we actually drink it, uh, B, because it was on the bar, and C, because it might be the greatest bottle design of all time. And D, we didn't feel like going on 12 degree weather to go get another bottle. It was, it was 16 degrees, but a point taken. There you go. Point taken, Kevin Bacon. You've been drinking. You cannot <laughs> hold your liquor. <laughs> drinking is not your superpower. Drinking is my superpower. So listen, um, Smoke Wagon... Now there's uh, uncut, unfiltered, and then there's also the small batch. This is the Nevada Distilling Company, mm-hmm. right? Um, Dropping facts. What do we know about them? They are we don't know shit. What do you know about them? Well, I know I love their bottle. And yeah, it is a dope bottle. Yeah. Um, let's start at the bottle. Uh, a couple, well. couple things. Um, <laughs> uh, Church. <laughs> couple things. There's a uh, there's a wax double gun emblem on the front of the bottle and then it's embossed with all kinds of cool sh- with all kinds of cool shit mm-hmm. with like roses and guns and uh it's a brown bottle dark brown bottle so you can't see through it um now this is mgp juice uh but it sits out in the desert and then this guy this crazy guy fucking blends it all did you know they also make vodka they started the first product was a vodka. Oh, wow. I think it was like silver dollar vodka. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. And then uh, he branched out into the whiskey after that. You know, actually, um, he he made a batch where I think the staves, he put the staves in the whiskey blend, and it got super dark, and he didn't know what to do with it, so he was going to give it away. And he's like, hey, leave the best comment, and I'll give it to you. So I entered us into that comment, and I was telling him that, hey, you know, me and my wife, you know, we argue about a bunch of shit. However, we started this podcast, and if you give the bottle to us, we're probably 
<laughs> I'm telling you what happened. Did you really do that? We argue. And this just, a, this okay, a, yeah, we don't argue over beer or bourbon, but still. I mean, we argue about like real life shit, you know. Oh my we, we definitely don't argue about booze. Booze brings us together, which was part of my which was part of my post. He was like explaining to me why I should give you a case of this whiskey. Because my husband gets on my nerves. And he and I need the bourbon to mellow me You're out. You're taking a deeper dive. We only got 30 minutes for I the show. I love you though, show. but still. But listen, um, so I was telling him, like, hey, if you give it if you give it to us, the people we share with are likely gonna be, you know, people that either sell or produce uh drinks or you know, work at a place where they or couldn't work at a place. Or work, you know, they or they work at a place that they couldn't afford they couldn't afford it otherwise. You know? Okay. We would we would we have sympathy for our industry, our industry brethren. That's because we broke as hell too. So we try to keep it as cost effective as possible. Yeah, and if we drank with anybody else, they're just like us, you know. On a, we're on not a, snobs. We're not bourbon snobs. On a, on a on a shoestring budget, and they just want to have a good beverage, and we would share it with people like that, you know. Did he so, go for it? Well, shit, he didn't send the fucking whiskey. So. Oh damn. <laughs> But, you know, well, there it goes that. He, you know, he at least attempted to connect. He connects. That's his thing. He connects with people through his crazy IG posts mm-hmm. and his IG stories. And, you know, cigars, tight-ass T-shirts, fucking cowboy hats, like full-on cowboy shit out in Nevada. Yeehaw. It's just a uh, smoke wagon crew. So they have four different bottles. Yeah. And the one we're drinking won three words? Uh, it's the small batch. Yeah. So there's small batch. The World ba- Spirits Competition. Small batch, then there's uncut and filtered, and then there's a private barrel. That's the white label. And then recently, the one we've been asking about when we go to the stores, Mm -hmm. uh, rare and unlimited. So that's the white label with the... uh, Is that this one? That's not the one we're drinking, though. No, no, is that the one we were looking for? No, the one we were looking for was white and blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't see that one on the website. Okay, so there's different levels to the smoke wagon shit. Mm-hmm. Um, small batch and unkind of filter are the ones you usually see. Mm. So we're enjoying some of that yeah. right now on the podcast. And I don't know what the greatest bottle of all time is, Shalanda. You know, I'm sorry, the greatest bottle design of all time. Oh, uh, bourbon? Yeah, but what comes to mind is Elmer T. Lee, um, the old. Old Fish Gerald Decanter is fantastic looking fucking bottle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one of my favorite bottles to look at actually, in recent memory, would be the uh, the old Granddad One Fourteen. I like bottles of that, bottle. that are embossed, which is what this one is. I yeah. really, yeah. So I'm going to say this is like one of my favorite ones. Yeah, so I think um, it's one of my favorites too, which is why we're bringing it up. So. Uh, but MGP inside. Sorry, a little MGP juice inside. MB, MGP juice. MGP. And um, for a little comparison, we brought along the Bell Mead, uh, which has become my favorite bourbon to make um, old fashions out of. Yeah, which is why I brought it up because it's also an MGP juice with a totally different profile. And I like me for my pimp juice. So, we're, so we're pretty excited about that. Now, let's try to look at the stats on this uh, smoke wagon. Now, this Can is you see uh, with your old eyes? small batch, uh, 100 proof, 100 proof, small batch, straight bourbon. Yeah. So it's a high rye recipe. It, it doesn't really get into uh, outside of an old brick warehouse and the old, the whole, the same old song and dance. We don't get into which particular recipe this is. 
but they say it's high rye. High rye. You know, I do find that I do like the recipes that are high rye. Maybe it's the spice for me. Maybe because I like them more in cocktails. But yeah, high rye is my shit. You can actually have a younger. You can have a younger. I'm sorry, cocktail. You can have a younger whiskey, and if the rye content is right, then it just kind of. It it kind of takes your mind away from the, the boozy aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Instead of just tasting straight booze in a younger whiskey, you taste, you know, a little black pepper. You know, you might taste a little bit of you know wasabi in some cases, but you definitely don't taste just booze. You know, you taste you taste a little spice and booze and barrel, all in the finish. The def- the higher rye content definitely, literally spices up the finish. It takes you away from focusing on just the uh, the booze content. What was the price point on this one again? Because I don't remember. I bought it so long ago. I'd, I'd say maybe like forty bucks. See, there you, you go. Think so? I think so. That I think that's what right. it was. I mean, there you go. It was under fifty. Um, it's really good bourbon. It's one of those bourbons again that people may tend to overlook because of the fact that it is readily available, and we need to get out of that mindset that. Cheap bourbons should be overlooked when they should not. Yeah, man. And then there are some places like um, that won't do the dance with with Sazerac. So in order for you to get like Shalanda had a Shalanda had a dance with um, a local a local bar that sells a lot of beer. Had a lot of dances. Um, what was it called? Uh-huh. Uh, not barley's and hops. Bitter but, Pops. Uh, bitter Pops. Bitter Pops. You had a dance with Bitter Pops. I um, mean, that was by chance. So Bitter Pops is a local um, bottle shop here in Chicago on the north side. And they are moving into a new space on February 1st. They are, um, the space is so dope because it's bigger than the last one. But they're going to have a full bar. And, you know, I got to chat it up with Mike from Bitter Pops. And he was kind of showing me his hidden stash of bourbons and I was jealous because he had the LaRue, he had the Pappy 15, he had um four bottles of the smoke wagon. Um so yeah, I am we're gonna look to kind of record record a show from there, hopefully in the very near future. Yeah, and and, and to your point, uh, what I was trying to say was that, you know, he's got some of these whiskeys, right? Like he's got warehouse C um Colonel E.H. Taylor, he's got yeah. William LaRue Weller. But since it's such a steep entry point, even to acquire those bottles, that they're not available for sale. No, these bottles are really hard to get. Even like if you go to try to find the warehouse, see, they want like two grand. The secondary on that bottle is crazy because yeah. it's so hard to find. So it was like, oh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. So um, so there's other there's alternatives to that. Since Sazerac has such a high entry point, the alternative to that is to... Really look at some of these some of these MG, MGP produced um, small batch distilleries that are making a name for themselves and actually doing really cool shit. I think uh, Bell Mead and Smoke Wagon are two good examples of that. And another thing is like I find so I can still find Buffalo Chase up here. Um, I know exactly where to go get it. For some people in certain states, it's hard for it's hard to find. So if you know, I got, I got a homeboy, uh, Chris in Arizona, who he—that's the first thing he asked me—is give me some Buffalo Trace. I'm coming to town. Right. So if you can find a homie that lives in a different state, do that trade off. They may get something easier down, especially down in Kentucky. You know, something down there where we can't get here. So 
That's probably rather than paying that dick of a price of secondary. Amen to that. Pay yeah. that shipping. Yeah. I, I So I talked to my daughter today. For those who don't know, I have a 20-year-old daughter who's about to be 21. She is deployed. I'm, I can't tell you where, but where she is, she's not in the United States. Somewhere right else. She's somewhere else. Okay. So I, <laughs> I asked her if she can get her hands on some of the bourbon. Bland straight from the barrel. Man, they have it. Yeah. They have it where she is, but they are not allowed to ship liquor. My feelings are hurt. Oh, like from whatever country this is? No, military. They are not allowed to ship liquor. Oh, so it's got to be like a like a triple step. It was like, yeah. damn. Or like they have to make friends over there. They have to find the find liquor. Find some friends off base. <laughs> find the liquor, make some friends off base, and then have the friends that you made off base also then ship the liquor. <laughs> right. It's a lot of moves. Yeah. But, so you know, we, we keep hope alive. My feelings are house like, she's like, mom, no, 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 we can't ship liquor. I'm here to tell you, this song ain't over. You got to keep hope alive on that one. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, uh, we're going we gonna to cut Nick off. <laughs> Nick doesn't know how to hold his liquor. Drinking is not his superpower. But, um, you know, a couple notes about a small batch when we talk about, you know, Smoke Wagon and we talk about, you know, alternatives to the uh, to the machine that fucking Sazerac has become. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's crews in town like uh, Off Premise, for example. Man, shout out to Adam at Off Premise over in Lincoln Park. Where he just refuses to play the game, play the game and buy a bunch of fireball and shit. So he's one of the champions for for brands like Smoke Wagon. And then um I think Smoke Wagon Private Barrel was a moment over the summer where that was the white one with the red label, where um, you know, Osito's Tab got some and there was a couple Bennies that got some and there's a couple uh, Garfields, uh, that's a local chain that got some. And off premise got some. And uh yeah, you know, they were like my, I think my our job here is to document moments that are exciting for local bourbon that don't include the big boys, right? And that was the one of the biggest exciting moments of the local last six months that didn't include a major producer. So that's what that's I think that's what makes Smoke Wagon relevant on a show like ours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> I hope I wasn't too long winded with that with that, no, with that you statement, Shalanda. Right on point, Nick. I don't know. She gassing me up, y'all. You know, we've been uh, we've been taking pics. We've been watching a, a lot of fucking videos. You know, we've been like a lot of a lot of old school a lot of old school hip hop. You know, we've been doing a lot of cool shit tonight. So, yeah. Um, so, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So be on the lookout for our photo shoot. And I want to tell you, last week's episode was Shalanda's idea, and this is really just an extension of that. Right, um, whiskeys that are easy to find, that are delicious, that um, are not pretentious, and a step away from what we usually do, which is let's find the biggest, baddest fucking whiskey we can get and talk about it. So, well, there you go. Any final words? No. Um, let's go, White Sox, and um, let's go listen to some, let's go listen to some more music and uh, drink some more whiskey. All right, well, you guys can find us on all the social medias at the Newport. And individually, you can find Nick where? I'm on Twitter at Nicosio. And you can catch me yes, on Talking Shit and Drinking Beer at Afro Beer Chick. So until then, next time, peace out.